Tonight is a special episode of the Lousy San Francisco podcast, and it's made possible by listeners like you, and the kind of disarray that comes from that bug that won't go away, and highly suspect eating habits. It's a concept piece. We hope you enjoy it, or at least stomach it. Because of the show we're doing tonight, we're going to put a couple of the commercials together for you. The first is Bridal Fitness Coach, and as you know, if you've listened at all, you know you will have virtually assured success if you go to Bridal Fitness Coach. It's about making a commitment to your health and well-being for the rest of your life. With a Bridal Fitness Coach trainer by your side, you'll be provided with a tailor-made fitness program that fits your goals, time frame, and budget. You'll be trained at a gym with private access, or at your own home, even at your office, or over the internet. Blah, she trains... <laughs> she trains... Hold on, I'm trying something. Hold on, I'm trying something here. She trains brides, the bridal parties, the grooms, the whole wedding party. And you can get a free consultation if you go to bridalfitnesscoach.com. Call 415-317-6827. 415-317-6827. Bridal Fitness Coach. Make a commitment. Also, Throng, remember the Amazon button. You know, you can go to a lot of podcasts now. Everyone's got an Amazon button. But if you're enjoying the Lousy San Francisco podcast... When you do your shopping at Amazon, first go to skmorton.com. You can click on the Amazon button. You shop as you normally would, except by clicking on the button at skmorton.com, the lousy podcast gets a finder's fee. No extra cost to you. You just go to skmorton.com, click on the Amazon button, shop as you normally would, and the podcast gets a little. From S.K. Morton Creative, it's the Lousy San Francisco Podcast. I'm S.K. Morton. So it's been a weird season three. It started off on a high note with the podcast being voted best off-the-wall experience by somebody's Seven magazine. And we've had interesting guests like Nigel Sussman, Andrew Holmgren, Bob Buck to Rabbit Quinn, Aladdin Michael Wise, Teleprego, and Sam Shaw and Jamie Wright. There have been interesting topics and some fun times with me and Pete. But throughout it all, Looming in the background, there's been a specter, an unspoken issue that threatens each podcast. It could just be seasonal allergies, but more likely it's permanent, chronic, maybe even terminal. Oh, I have news. Yes, let's hear your news. So, first things first, it's official. Peter Edgar Feliciano. I am pregnant with a music child. It is gestating inside of me. <laughs> Slow down on that Arizona, seriously. Because you're going to burn a hole through it. Well, we gotta. I have to get it done before I leave the office. Have you seen what this stuff looks like when it dries? <laughs> <laughs> no. No human has. You're the only person. Um, What's your... got a dead rat. Hey, this is kind of like when I had the announcement <laughs> about the... Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With my announcement about the uh, tour and the and the tickets and the chocolate people. So yeah, let's hear your announcement. <clears throat> Mine's important. While I talk over it. Mine's important. Uh-huh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. It's finally here. Uh-huh. Nougat. I'm going to be making an album. <gasps> A Peter Feliciano album is finally coming. And more details to follow, but I'm going to be doing a, I don't know if I'm going to do some sort, some sort of crowdfunding. And uh, so I already did the first recording session today, and I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need some help with that, because <laughs> it's very expensive, and I'm a lonely or a broke person. That's not gonna be one of the songs, right? 
you you would be so lucky. It's not like you're gonna live long enough to see it. Look at all that. What is that Kool Aid? You have like Kool Aid. Here's what it is. You ever seen? I was able to derail him. <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen? Oh, Crystal Light. That you put the the stuff in the water and it yeah, makes it. Yeah, I've used that stuff. That's the Kool Aid version. Look at that. What is that? Grape Kool Aid. That's seriously just sugar in a thing. No, no, no. You don't just drink this. No, you I know that. You squirt it into your water. I know, but it's just Kool-Aid in the thing. That's all. Look, Jesus. sometimes I want flavor. You, you you, never stop wanting flavor. What do you mean sometimes? Anyway, so, ladies and gentlemen, there's an album coming. What's it called? Keep, I, I've got a couple of names in there. Uh-huh. This is the main one I was thinking. <clears throat> well, I need to because I can't talk. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so gross. You have to edit all this out. I know. All right, listen. I, it might it might change, but the front runner is <laughs> mediocre folk songs from a yelling bald man. That's actually good. <laughs> I like that. Anyway, bottom line is, is uh, but yeah, this is going to be a, a real album like a big boy, uh, and it's going to be a lot of fun to make. Yeah. So it's official, ladies and gentlemen. I'm finally starting to graduate and be an actual musician. So. Cool. Yeah. Oh, that is good. Now, you need any help with me? You know, you want a couple of my songs? I can, I can get no, you kicked down to No, but you could call you. a doctor or something. <laughs> well, I did go today. The doctor said, well, if it persists. So, yeah. if it persists, so... <laughs> Wow. <laughs> that is not good. He's persisting. And it's not just physical ailments that threaten the podcast. It's not just the podcast. We live in a world with all sorts of dangers, hazards, hardships, and even snares of our own making. Tonight, as always, we have three very different stories. And yet somehow, also invariably, they create a theme. A theme because Ira Glass enjoys patterns. Tonight we talk about dangerous games. The following is a production of SK Morton Creative. Places, please. Quiet down. And here we go. And roll camera. Gentlemen, welcome to SK Morton's Lousy San Francisco Podcast. It's the silicate mineral with the lowest melting temperature and the greatest resistance to weathering. Tonight, SK welcomes Rob Reiner, Margaret Cho, Jai Rodriguez, and a panel discussion on bullying. And now, after the fire, after the rain. He will be S.K. Morton. I did. Act one, raising Arizona. Being sick is a pain. Pain is a pain. Sometimes it's beyond our control. Sometimes not. I'm sick, boys and girls. Yeah, you know, I've Actually, got a little bit of a thing Actually, if you burn this myself. cover, you have to burn this mic cover now because I've got schmutz. Oh, maybe I should. I do that every week. And Haas and Pfeffer. Yeah. Schmutz. I knew a guy named Schmutz. Actually, yeah. I don't know what's happening. I can tell you this: we are lacking in energy. Is that what we are? That's because we're both sick. Yeah, I've got the. Uh... I've got the. You know, Babette was telling me what post nasal drip was. <laughs> now I know, and what apparently I've know? had that. 
And by the way, if I ever say something bad about... Here's what's bad, Throng. I'm actually my back to the entrance. So that means if I did start talking bad about or ill of Babette, she, she would appear behind me. That's why every time that door opens, you jump. I do. Yeah. Yeah, every time. She'll cut you. I can hear it through the glass. It's terrifying. Actually, sometimes I have my water there, and it just starts to ripple. It starts to ripple like, <laughs> like Jurassic Park. Yeah, I did. She's crazy. Cray. <laughs> What's crazy? Cray? Hey. What? You're talking about my crazy wife. Yes, I am. All right. Yeah, let's do this. Let's greet the adoring throng. Welcome to SK Morton's Lousy San Francisco Yay! Podcast. Another night in the bomb shelter. Our senior member of the team, sound engineer, and producer of utmost adequitulence, Squidge McSquizzy. Squeezy. Yay. Yeah, he gets a Big squeezy. That's not French. Um, our regular full-time permanent co-host. <laughs> our regular full-time permanent co-host, uh. resident chanteur and plague victim, Peter Feliciano. Really, I'm going to die. This episode's <laughs> going to be worth a lot of uh, nothing. Well, that's what this episode is. It really is a lot of nothing. Actually, um... First things first, do you have uh, an Arizona for me? Absolutely, I do. Yeah. Boom! How and it's could you, how could you have that many in a in a drawer? I'll tell. And it's cold, and there's not that's not a chill drawer. You're grabbing you know? another one. There's two. You don't this know. This is what I'm saying. Okay, look. Don't All give right, too no. much away. Babette made lessons. I don't care. I'm doing it. Why? Are there two empty Arizona cans, and now you're opening a third one? Because I haven't thrown them away from last week. Nah, that's a lie. No, that's there's true. also two Reese's wrappers Dude. and a Milky Way Midnight. I've got to cut this whole thing out now. <laughs> I'm supposed to be on a diet. And what is this? You also have like a high C mix. This is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. This See is my like dark some sort of a way? sad... Oh, that's why you come here. This whole podcast is all built to have your own man cave. That's all it is. This whole podcast is just a ruse so that you can have a place to escape. So what? (laughs) No, actually, I remember at the time I was in this awful relationship with this wonderful person. And we and I hated her and she hated me. And my like escape was like sometimes. No. Although I, I like getting glimpses into your life. Um, is sometimes she'd fall asleep on my arm, right? And I'd like s- squeeze my arm from underneath her, trying to not wake her up, all stealthy-like. And then I'd, I'd just take the car over to the Taco Bell. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't cheat or whatever, but I'd just, right. find, I'd just get some Taco Bell and oh, I kinda want Taco sit Bell down, now. watch something off of, off of YouTube or something. Cause I th- was YouTube around eight, nine years ago? I think so. So I would just like watch something, yeah, just some videos or something and just eat what I wanted to eat. Mm, you know what I'm saying? I know what you God, are saying. It's like a mobile, it's like a mobile uh, man cave. It was wonderful. The very first episode of this show, um, we talked a little bit about that because it was right after the Giants had won, I guess the third. Are you, ha- you having fun with that microphone there? You broke it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm the one who's professional. Yeah, okay. So anyway, it was right after the World Series win, and I sat in the car and ate a, ate a Whopper listening to the yeah. last inning. <laughs> this is called freedom, boys and girls. <laughs> with the AC going. Instead of... <laughs> you shouldn't be eating that. <laughs> So sure, we're all vulnerable, susceptible to illness caused by virus, even bacteria. But clearly our habits, at least 
contribute to the dangers we face. And junk food is a real danger. After all, food is the fuel of our body. It's our gas. And no one wants to be around that. According to the CDC, the definition of obesity is when your body mass index is 30.0 or higher. But 30.0 what? 30.0 McNuggets? 30.0 times your wife cries during the day? There's also extreme obesity, which is defined by a BMI of over 40 and perpetually greasy lips. In America, 1 in 20 is in this category, owing mainly to the poor construction of wet naps, which can be embarrassing if you nod off at work. When fast food frequently replaces nutritious foods in our diet, it can not only lead to poorer health and weight gain, it tends to make us lethargic. And that starts a vicious cycle. So maybe the answer is to be active. Take a walk. Get out into nature. <laughs> and a new... Do you have cough drops or something? I mean, I see you spitting stuff into the cough drop bag. Well, it's not like I'm, you know, a guest in your house or something. And any, Jeez. And anyway, uh, Some, are you? By the way, every time I take a sip out of this Arizona, yeah. are you crying inside? No, because no, no. You're no not I can't get I, it, I, a, no, like, a couple of sips. No, no. <laughs> can I just get to the one? Sure. We had Susie L and a new throng member Mo, and since it was just Ooh. the four of us, we brought the girls in. And uh, sit right in with us. And the girls in here, come yeah. on, bro. Hey, you have your little whole, you know, your little music thing you got to do. So you're gonna miss out. Yeah, all right. I made myself sick. In any case, because I was saying like three to- four times in a <coughs> three days. I had four gigs in three days. That's good. Yeah, but I'm dead, and I'm not famous, even though I'm dead. And here, you- <sighs> are you sure you're okay? No. I thought I heard like no, that's sizzling coming from your. <laughs> That might be the devil. I don't know what's happening. I think I'm being, I think I'm dying, actually. Okay, so maybe going for a walk isn't a magic pill. Or maybe it's about how you walk. Maybe it's about your company. And maybe, and maybe, you should bring a snack. You know what's actually quite vapid I didn't realize? Snickers. Snickers does not Well, they're not too small have, now. They don't sound They don't have enough... <laughs> They don't have enough flavor. What the heck is that? <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe you've grown immune to the maple nougat. Maybe I have. You know what has some good nougat? <laughs> Three Musketeers. That's not nougat. That's whipped chocolate. <laughs> this is just a couple of fat kids talking about. I'd say whenever have you hear... ever taken the chocolate off of the Three Musketeers? Oh, yeah. Just and it just had the whipped? Yes. The whipped? What else mm. I've done, remember when Snickers used to have king size, and they were actually a big Snickers bar as opposed to two small ones? Yeah. Okay. I Man, would cut. dude. This, these companies are <laughs> awful people. All right, continue. They are. They really are. I would cut the top off of the Snicker. The, the, Just the chocolate part, or are you talking the, nuts? No, caramel nuts, cut that off. I'd get two big ones. So now you got nugget by yourself. I got the two nuggets. Put them together, melt the uh, leftover chocolate. The melt the leftover chocolate. <laughs> what do you mean melt? And, and the leftover chocolate. Chocolate weld the seam together, <laughs> and you you know what you have when you got that? You diabetes. Have a- <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with you? That's called a snooget. No, that's called you have a problem with life. <laughs> Who? Where do you even find extra quote unquote chocolate? Because when you took the stuff off, that when you cut the top off, that's the extra chocolate you melt down. And oh, you, you take off the chocolate, then you take off the nut, the nuts. 
Well, I mean, it comes off all together, but then you can break the chocolate off of the nuts. I see. And then you eat the ch- you eat the nuts with the caramel. Nah, I'm not a nut guy, but I really like that that maple nougat. I'm a little worried about you, man. Yeah, I'm gonna die. I told you. <clears throat> well, oh these God. things happen. So, get why are you gonna feed people in Chinatown? That's I've what lived, I do. I lived there for four years, four and a half years. I don't know. Go tell people to eat in Chinatown. They get they get cookies and tea. <laughs> now listen. But the point they is, they're getting essentially dysentery. Don't you want to hear the deal? Desperately. If because here's we have new t- a new ticket agency now. You remember Ooh, I was complaining about our yeah, old ticket Zizel. agency. Zizu. So now we have a new one. It's Peak. Ooh. And they seem very. Spell that one. P i p e e k. Oh wow, there's three different ways. I just realized. I thought I was thinking just two. P i q. Oh, that's one. That's how you can peak someone's interest. And then you can also climb to the peak of uh, uh, Russian. And when you do, you peak over P e e k and that's enjoy it. this deal. If you put in a code, chocolate people. C-H-O-C-O-L-A-T-E-P-E-O-P-L-E. Wait a second. What if this is the first episode that people are listening to and they don't know that Chocolate People is actually a guest that we have? Well, they'll know that you just said that, just like it was brought up last well, week good when thing I put I said, this out there. Well, see, you weren't here good last thing week. I said, good thing I said it, because otherwise we were like, who are these racists? Sometimes, and nothing could be further from the truth. Like, so here's what they get. Do you want to hear the deal? We've, I tried this. Nougat, I tried you giving you the deal ten minutes ago, and we're talking about your phlegm. Chocolate. And we're talking about. We never nougat. talked about my phlegm. Well, we talked like about, about your phlegm. For a little while. We talked about your filthy habits. Two What's tickets. That third rapper. Is that a fourth rapper? No, no. There's three. I'm gonna come over there. Two tickets to the lousy tour legs two and three for two people. Wait, 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 wait. For the price so of the one there regular okay, ticket. Perfect. But you the type code in is chocolate, chocolate people. people. You'll get for the price of one ticket, twenty-eight dollars. You get two tickets for two legs. Very nice. That's a pretty good deal. So, what's the worst lifestyle? The definition of living on the edge, living dangerously. It might be living in the past. Stuck in the good old days. Stuck in the glory days. Never growing up and always frustrated by cookies on the top shelf. Okay. Now remember last week we talked about the summer, or not, two weeks ago, we talked about uh, Boots Houston. Uh, how could I forget? And the summer of love. Well, it's still not. He had uh, put, he was going to appeal, and he did, and that didn't work, and now he's talking about, I'm going to sue doing that thing. So it doesn't look like the summer of love reunion or anniversary is going to no. happen. However... At the uh, De Young Museum. What? They have an exhibit coming on April 8th through August 20th. You can't just put, what's her name from Jefferson Airplane? What's her name? Uh, Grace Slick. Yeah, you could just prop her up <laughs> so the museum. How did you know? That's <laughs> exactly what they're going to do. cover her in nougat wax. And she's <laughs> going to stand there. It's the Summer of Love Experience. Art, fashion, and rock and roll will be an exhilarating exhibit of iconic rock posters, photographs, interactive music, and light shows. Costumes, textiles, ephemera, and the avant-garde films. I guarantee they're not going very avant-garde. You think? Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm going to check it out because maybe they will. flamingos or... Uh... They may have the... Uh, what's the thing? That lava lampy kind of thing that they play in the background. Uh, lava lamps. Well, you know that the way a lava lamp does that, like, gloopy thing? One there you go. You that's right. And one 
nougat. And you can <laughs> and you can imagine the stuff behind it, right? That, that when the nougat's thing. found to be anyway, if you're a member or you're yes. five years old and under, you get in for free. Ooh. If you're an adult, you're both twenty-five. Well, then they owe you money. Uh, twenty-five uh, bucks for adults, twenty dollars for seniors over sixty-five. Students with an ID, sixteen dollars, and if you're six years to seventeen years old, it's ten dollars. There you go. Go to D Young. What are the dates of that? Uh, that is uh, April eighth through August twentieth of this year, two thousand seventeen. And we get a three percent cut of that. Four percent. We get nothing. Why are your shoes off? You don't even have. Your... I didn't think you noticed. <laughs> <laughs> this is really this is the destruction of man. Is what this is. We're witnessing. I am falling apart. For you really reason, my are. My hands are all clammy. Maybe you've given me something. What are you talking about? You eat nothing but sugar all day. Of course what you're you? going to be no, sick. No, that's not me. I feed that to the rats. Oh, that's their like. That's their cut so that they don't kill you. <laughs> Did you just drink all of that air? No, I got it in the thing here. Okay, you this, better. The oh mug won't hold God. the whole can, so I have to pour oh. in. This is the top off Why portion. are you even using the cup? So that you can prove to yourself that you're a Raiders fan? That doesn't make any sense. Ew! I may not be. Use a napkin. Did you hear about what happened? <laughs> You're worried about me. Don't you dare grab another Arizona. All right. I'm just going to start yelling. You heard what happened with the Raiders this week. No, I didn't. Certainly not. They had been, uh, it looked like, well, everyone that was going to finance them had backed out. <laughs> finance what? Finance their, mo- their, their new stadium in Las Vegas. And um, so then, and I should have known better. This has happened to me my whole life when the Raiders do something that's sucky. And I go, ooh, maybe there's good news. Uh, Bank of America says they're going to do it now. They're going to back them. Uh, Stinking Bank of America. We need I to do, do we hate, need to pull... actually, I really do hate Bank of America. Yeah, because AP I never Giannini had a good died. experience, though. Now, you know that uh, the we talked about this, AP Giannini, the... The fine Italian the, foods? The founder of Bank of America. Oh. It's actually the Bank of Italy, then became Bank of America. He was the basis of Frank Capra's character, George Bailey, in It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, very nice. Yeah. The scene in the movie... I U.S. Bank? I don't like U.S. Bank either. I don't like banks. Wells Fargo's been okay to me. Yeah. I, okay. Yes. I, I, Wells Fargo. I don't well, complain Washington about Washington Mutual, I didn't like when I was with them, but obviously they don't exist anymore. I've been with all the same banks you have. Well, yeah, so when you're you, on the run you, from the law. Exactly, have you bounced the same checks? Because <laughs> every time, I'm sure the reason for you is that every time Chase would call you and say, hey, um, we see a bunch of purchases for hey, look, ridiculous I need my, amounts of sugar. I need my snugget. Is this snugget. really is this really you? We're concerned. We're your bank, but we, I mean, we want to keep you as a, a live person. Let me ask you a question. When was the last <clears> time <throat> you spoke into a phone? That required the thumb up and the pinky out. Listen, what, if I did <laughs> what this, this, yeah, that's that's okay, how people just do like it now. your empty uh, calories. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> just like your empty gesture of a Raiders cup. Cup. This is this, that's all this is. Mug. Okay, that's not what is it a Stein or something yeah, with it's Raiders? A Stein and it has their Super Bowl. This is from '83 when they beat the Redskins with the largest at the and time. And that was their last Super Bowl. No, they were played against the. Um, in 2003, they were in a Super Bowl against the Buccaneers. Oh, did they win? No. Pete's sick. I'm sick. An adverb denoting that something is quoted as is is sick. 
does it really make a difference? It seems it did this week. Coming up, what happens when you mix cars with bullets? And the thrill of noir, the epitome of contradiction. That's in a minute. Dangerous games. When our program continues. You like the brrrr thing, I've noticed. Is that your go-to? No. What is what? it? The recipe for a perfect Patreon campaign. Take two heaping t- two heaping tablespoons of love and add it to go to the Patreon commercial. You go to add Patreon. some raccoon blood and your favorite summer dress. <laughs> the Patreon campaign. If you go to patreon.com forward slash lousy San Francisco podcast, you're going to see what it's all about. We've got little, we've got... I like it. I do. We have special little. What are the? What are the things we have for them? Tears. Special tears. We don't want to have tears for them. You mean tears? T i e r s. T i e. Gotcha. Anyway, they're special tears. One dollar, five dollar, twenty-five. You get special benefits, and we got the new Patreon page up at the at skmorton.com. Yes. We've got our uh, first episode of uh, Lousy After Dark. Oh, the, yeah. You'll be able to up, enjoy yeah. it all. So check it out. Uh, if you can help us out, great. If not, you know, still tell people about it. No, and, uh, no, no, it's not good you're enough. Right, they I'm need right. to give we, us money. Hard Stop sell. being silly geese. Hard we come sell. out here week after week after week playing with Arizona cans. We need some real cash. That's right. So patreon.com forward slash. <laughs> do you forget where you are? I do sometimes. Time, time, nothing but time. <laughs> okay. It's SK Morton's Lousy San Francisco podcast. I'm SK Morton. Today's program, Dangerous Games. Stories we shoehorned into a theme about mortality. Because in everyone's story, they die at the end. Act two, where the streets have no game. In our first story, we muddled through a cacophony of topics, all held together by, mostly, phlegm. But in our next story, Greg W. has details of a San Francisco story of solid state. Driving in San Francisco can be dangerous. Part of the reason could be our steep hills, narrow streets, or the latest trend of smart car jousting. But a report released in January by the Lillian Grin Law Group, part of our hip-hop lawyer exchange with Sweden, ranked the most dangerous drivers in California, and San Francisco was number one. The study focused on California cities with populations over 100,000 and rank them based on things like collision frequency, hit-and-run rates, automotive fatality rates, and vape-shaming-related collision. The report is one of a number in recent months that have called into question the feasibility of the city's Vision Zero efforts, which aim to end all traffic fatalities in San Francisco by 2024, and, due to its pillow and duct tape budget, bankrupt the city by 2025. Was that one of your originals? No, uh, no. Well, it's I, from it's from the nineties, Pete and Pete. I don't know nineties. <laughs> We've had this discussion. Well, that's all I could sing because I'm dying. All right. Is that a song for the dying? The song for the dying. Hey, speaking of dying, <gasps> why don't we get back to the podcast? <laughs> but there is one school of thought that could keep us protected: offensive rather than defensive driving. This would require, of course, special training and also the right hardware. Have you ever seen the movie Bullet with Steve McQueen? Yeah. Okay. No, 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 no. Oh. But I know what it is. 
Well, you know, you go through San Francisco, especially on Russian Hill and Knob Hill, a lot of the little corner stores have pictures of Steve McQueen, that famous one, him leaning against right. the post. He's got the shoulder holster. Then there's the car in the air being chased by the Charger and driving right. around San Bruno Mountain. Um, there were two Mustangs they used, you know, those fastbacks in that movie. One was for the, just the regular driving around shots, and the other one was beefed up mm. with suspension, new suspension. The springs were like double the normal thickness in the front springs. It was, it, the, it had a, it was souped up so it could handle these hills, flying through these hills. They even put in a bar uh, so they could put the camera inside the car so you could see it as you were going. Mm. The idea was not like, if you watch the old Dukes of Hazard, they went through chargers like crazy. They'd do a jump, and if you watch right before they cut, you'd see the front end get mangled and everything. This thing was designed to be able to handle the, the stunts they were doing. Hmm. Well, after the movie, they were 67, 68, when, they finished, when the movie was finished, they didn't know where the car went. Oh, that's right. I just saw that. Yeah, yeah. and just recently, they found it. It, they found it in Mexico, I believe. Now they found they found the uh, they found the actual like the beefed up one. Yeah, the actual beefed up one. They know where the other one is. The other one got got purchased for like four million dollars or something like back in wow. 2013 um, at, a, at one of the, one of the auctions. Mm-hmm. But um, what happened with this one is uh, it was found in a Mexican junkyard. Wow. Down in Mexico. It was all painted white. Are you sure it's not like, it's not just a fake one? Well, that's what everyone thought. So they went down there. They checked the uh, ID, vehicle ID number, mm. and that matched with the records. And then they started finding all the stuff they did to soup up the car. Mm. So it's all still on the car. All okay. those parts and everything. Right. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, it's been now, there's a, like a Ford expert guy. His name's Kevin Marty. Mm. He said it's 100% authentic. Wow. Okay. And he says there's a lot of people who try to, you know, really? who try to try to fake for it, tr- fake this car. Wow. And but no, he was able to check everything <clears> about <throat> it. It was discovered last year in Baja. Uh, I think it was Mexicali. Is that part of Baja? I have no idea. I don't think it is. I think Mexicali is by the border. I have no idea. Um, well, in any case, they found it. It was it was painted white at this point, and the body was starting to rot. But all of the you know the beefy up stuff was still there. The drivetrain was gone, though. So it's like this the beefed-up shell. But you can't I, do anything with it, right? Yeah, they had a special engine they used in both those cars. I think they were a 327. Mm-hmm. I can't remember now. All of this can be fixed with Googling. That's true. I used to know this stuff, though. I'd like, you know, I like back in the old days when I knew things. <laughs> How long ago was that? <laughs> but when they, that's the other thing. The, the very last thing was, well, it is white. They actually went down through the paint, and they found the green that was in the movie. They found that that kind of green. Ah. That was pretty cool, I thought. Now, there was a word for it. It's an Eleanor. Eleanorizing. There was a, and I can't think of the movie. Maybe I'll check the other article. Why don't I do that? It's quantifiable. Steve McQueen was cool. Cooler King cool. Coolest of seven cool. Named for a butterfly and still cool cool. Battled a molten meteor cool. But was he married to a three-term president cool? So the other, what's, what's interesting about this is the guy who actually found the car, he bought it. Hmm. He, he's a guy who customizes Mustangs. Okay. There was another movie, Gone in 60 Seconds. Yeah. Okay, I never saw it, but it was that one with Nicolas Cage. Mm-hmm. And a, I guess the name of the guy or the name, hold on. Okay. I guess the name was, was Nic, Nicolas Cage's 
character's name Eleanor or so, there's something that the word what? Eleanor is in there. Okay. And this guy Eleanorizes Mustangs. That's what he does for a living. So he found this car this Mustang. He was going to do that. Whatever they do to that to make it look like that movie car. Got it. He was gonna it's what he does for a living. And he actually purchased this one. I mean, imagine you're that guy. Mm-hmm. You wanna do this other thing and then you come across something that's you know, a million times more iconic. Right. And, and he came across it. So he's the one who's got the car now. I've done a bunch of people have tried to buy it, say, hey, we want to buy it from you. But he says he wants to restore it fully to the way it was originally in the movie. Nice. The bullet movie. So Now, how much did he pay for it? So obviously they found it in, in, in Mexico. Yeah, in a junkyard in Mexico. All right. He paid minimal is what he paid. Oh, okay. He didn't pay a lot. Ten pesos. Probably around that. Yes, okay. That's what we're going to say. In fact, you know what? Not even probably. Exact. It was 10 pesos. That's a fact. And three that's quid. A, well, tell Babette Is that, that her? you're busy eating sugar right now. I will not. It might be Babette. Just me, and, just me and Pete eating some broccoli. No big. No big. Uh, yeah, wow. Was it? There's eight messages she behind from me? Babette. Oh, okay. That's something else. Um, what are we Okay, so... You, ten pesos, yes. It was. I'm going to try to quit joking again. <laughs> don't. Yes. No, cut out. Ten pesos. No, don't do it. And two quid. Ah. Uh, okay. Chocolate so. people is the <laughs> password. It is the password. So how does this all tie into the dangers of driving in San Francisco? Well, think of it this way. Say you're in an Uber on your way to some place where you can stand in line... Suddenly, a black 1968 Dodge Charger flies by you on the left. Seconds later, a green fastback Mustang does the same. Your driver, who lives in Sacramento, gets flustered and starts relying heavily on waves. You end up in the financial district at lunchtime, stuck in an intersection where thousands of pedestrians descend upon your vehicle, gorging themselves with beet-filled pita wraps. The Bank of America tower bursts into flames, and you find yourself in a heap at the entrance of John's Grill on Ellis Street. Um, so anyway, but what was interesting about this is, it's that is iconic to San Francisco, like we were saying. Mm-hmm. People talk about Bullet. In fact, very often if you say, hey, best San Francisco movie, People don't, don't say, say yeah, which it isn't. It isn't even close to a good movie. But Really? It's not even a good movie. Just I, the chase scenes. I, I find it, well, I find that's what makes the movie really boring. The, really? I, I thought the chase scenes were boring. But I'm not a car chase scene guy. Hmm. So I won't say best movies. But if you say, hey, movies that were made in San Francisco, that's always one of the first ones that get thrown out there. Hmm. But when I was doing a little research on it, I came across another story that is similar to this in that it's an, there's an iconic prop from an iconic movie. Okay. And it made me think about when I first started doing the tours. You've heard of John's Grill down on, is that on Geary? Or is it on um, O'Farrell? It's down by Union Square, though. It's either Geary or O'Farrell. I can't remember. I feel like I have. What is it? John's Grill was actually mentioned by name by Dashiell Hammett in the Maltese Falcon. So here's where we are. Steve McQueen's bullet car was found in Mexico. It was saved from becoming an ode to Nicolas Cage. SK doesn't like car chases, but does repeat jokes because he's desperate. And no matter what the subject, the lousy podcast always finds a way to make it about movies. Okay. So 
it's I know zero about all of the things you just okay. said. Okay. <laughs> so you probably so haven't again, read it. So again, we are going to have a one-sided conversation. Okay. Proceed. Dashiell Hammett wrote the two people who are still alive who understand that. Okay. Actually, there's a there's a tour. To there is a Dashiell Hammett tour. <laughs> there is. And just because he was on SNL for a couple of years and does a good Clinton. <laughs> Now that was good. Yeah, that I know. That was very good. Yeah, I know. No, um, yeah, there, in fact, one of the guys, is, interestingly enough, this is something that you weren't here for last week. Pete's absenteeism could be a manifestation of his hernia. The gentleman we had Malta. in, Ryan Shearer that we had in, does this underground stuff that we're talking about. Not just underground, also climbs out on cranes and that stuff. And remember, not to try this at home. He's got an associate you got to listen to the show. You're going to enjoy it. He's involved in a society of about 200 people in this area that do that kind of stuff. And it can be traced back to a group called the Suicide Club. Oh, that's fun. The membership fees for which are due at the beginning of the month. And one of the guys who was a member of the Suicide Club is the one who started Burning Man when it was the Cacophony Society or something out on the ocean oh, beach. So he's... Also known as John Law. Not to be confused with Johnny Law, a character in an upcoming episode of Stealth Cat. Well, he's not a part of Ocean Beach. He, no, because he, he bailed on it when it went when it nuts up there. He had it when it was on Ocean Beach. And another guy... Oh, that's why it's so tied to San Francisco? Yeah, yeah. I thought it was just tied to San Francisco because we're, we're fake. Right. We're fake. Literally. No, no, it came out of... It came out... You could say it came out of the Suicide Club. Oh, okay. And another thing that came out of the Suicide Club is the gentleman who gives the tours, and I wish I could remember his name now... He's talking about Don Heron. Gives a Dashiell Hammett to walking tours in San Francisco. Now, what, what, what's so important about Dashiell Hammett? Dashiell Hammett was, he was actually, among other things, at one point he was an actual private eye with an office in the flood building. Why is that exciting? To well, because he, he's the one who wrote all those noir private eye books from Sam oh, Spade. Oh, okay. Wait, why is it San Francisco involved? I didn't know that. San Francisco's involved with noir noir? Yeah, San Francisco's giant noir. They have noir uh, festivals. We actually have someone on the docket to be coming. A, a noir director supposed to be coming in at some point, but uh, she hasn't. I can't get her to <laughs> can't get her to settle down. But It's because she listened to the podcast. That's probably what it is. I keep telling people to listen. I shouldn't do right. that. We've got a tr- tr- tremendous. Uh, don't worry about it. <laughs> you really are the Trump of, of podcasts. Podcast I am. No, it's fine. It's tremendous. It's but just tremendous. come on in. It's fine. Anyway, you'll, you'll so love it bigly. he wrote he wrote these uh, these story the Sam Spade stories, and the most famous of all of them is the Maltese Falcon, mm-hmm. which mentions John's uh, barn Hopkins. grill. Oh. John's barn grill. I should say that, with the exception of street racing, crawling on cranes, vape shaming, and fighting blobs from outer space, none of this is all that dangerous. But if you think about it. Isn't that what's most dangerous? No, it's probably the space blobs. Greg W. is an understudies assistant and a drill sergeant in the Orkin Army. Act 3. Dial M for Falcon. Our program today is ostensibly about the hazards of living in San Francisco, and so far, there's been very little cohesion. In fact, this whole bit might not even work. But that's what makes it dangerous. I took out a loan of quite a large sum, thinking this podcast would take off. I'm so scared. In this section, Babette continues to explore the story of the Maltese Falcon, and she doesn't like what she finds. I like movies fine. I enjoy having light bounce off a screen and into my eyes while I eat popcorn. But I often forget the movies shortly after viewing them. 
It drives SK nuts, which gives me a little satisfaction. I mean, I work all day, and then I have to come home, and he's at that stupid computer playing with his little sound effects. And I'm like, did you make dinner? And he's like, oh, I forgot. So like a dutiful wife, I make the dinner and feed his fat face, and then he can't even do the dishes? Oh, that's right. They have to soak first. So I get up in the morning to make breakfast to feed his fat face again, and there's the dishes. I'm not a fan of noir. Now, for years, John's Barn Grill had the, well, what I thought was the Maltese Falcon, the actual prop from the movie. From the movie. But then I would hear stories that there's actually a couple other ones. There's other, other places within the city to see these Maltese Falcons. I think it was 2006 or 2005, 2007, somewhere in there, someone stole the one out of John's. Mm. Now, they had it replaced. With with a fake one? Well, that's the point. The original one they had was a fake one. And there is some argument among these noir Sam Spade, Dashiell Hammett, Maltese Falcon people. Dorks. Yes. Dorks. Yes. Dorks. Dorks. I'm not a noir guy. A bunch of D and D kids. With nothing <laughs> yeah, they're not to kids do. anymore. They're all in their sixties. That's what it is. It's D and D kids who are older. That's all. Well, before they had Dungeons and Dragons, they had they had Maltese Falcon noir stuff. Yeah, that's not exactly period. Now I'm probably not going to remember this tomorrow, but this story is mildly interesting. It's basically a story about a curio, a collectible from a movie that some people find engaging, the way some people find this podcast engaging. I disagree with both camps. Well, one of them has been is considered the the true Maltese Falcon. It's known as the Milan Falcon. And it was purchased. Oh, that was it. Wasn't the car? I was thinking it was during the, Fashion Week. Four million. It wasn't for the for the bullet car. It was four million for the Maltese Falcon. That one's made of lead. And they say the reason why you can tell that that's the actual, the real one. There was actually two they used in the movie. Uh-huh. One was made of plaster, and one was made of lead. Okay. And they said at one point Humphrey Bogart actually dropped it, and because lead is soft, it made an indentation. And so they were able to use that to, to verify that this is the one. Was it dropped was on, on film? I don't know if it was dropped on a film, but because he, he dropped it on his foot. Oh, okay. So in any case, they used that lead one. Um, the rest of them are all plaster. Now, the one they had at John's, I thought, you know, John's was supposed to be the one. But it turns out the guy who owns John, John Constant. Connor? He, John Connor. That's, oh. Wow. I'll be back. He wanted to that's buy all the you pro- had for John Connor. Yeah, see, he wanted to buy the prop. <laughs> if you hadn't loaded yourself he, with sugar, you'd be more funny. <laughs> I know. He he wanted to buy it. Oh. Okay, so all this time, many of us hear, oh, the Maltese Falcons and John's. It's in John's. And the and the guy who gives the tour takes around and says that's so it, the it one. So took it, it took it getting stolen for everyone to realize that it was the fake one. It's very possible, but I think people knew, in the know knew, because what had happened was it wasn't even... It was a copy of a copy of a copy, is what it was. This is how it came down. That's a great Nine Inch Nails song. (laughs) Is it? Yeah. And here's where it gets a little confusing. Not because the story is complicated, but because SK and Pete can't seem to get to a point. It's as if they were aware the show was running a little short that week, and they were looking to fill time. Okay, so here's what happened. They had the lead one, and they had the the plaster one. Mm -hmm. From the plaster one, 
they made more. Okay. Who did? Who's they? John? Uh, whoever made the movie. MGM or Columbia or... Oh, okay. I don't know. The, right. the one with the horse and the wings and the triangle. And, oh, oh, oh. Uh, Metro Gold... No, that's Metro Golden. They might have been the no, actual No, no, no. Tristar is Tri-Star the one... Tristar is that, yeah. They're the unicorn... There you go. Perfect. So I'll just read They did hook too. That's right. All right, continue. Okay, so he wasn't able to get the prop because it was too expensive. That's literally, by the way, second movie that I just mentioned that all you had for it was a tagline. You know why? Because I'm struggling tonight. I'm not. I'm the sick one. Yeah, but I, I'm, I'm a little sick, and but no, I, I'm, I'm not doing well. <coughs> Why? I don't have enough of it in my head. Let's process it right now. Take it out like cheese whiz. Let me. T- At this point, we as an audience believe we have enough information to move the story along. But SK likes to zig when others zag, and here, like when he does that in traffic, it ends up being a big mess. So anyway, he went to go to an auction to get to get the other one, yeah. you know, the plaster one. It was sure. It, who by the did? time he got, the the guy who owns John's. John's. Oh, okay. He goes in to get it. It's like up to three hundred eighty thousand dollars, and they're still Ew. bidding. And he's like, "Yeah, I'm out of that." So, but then he finds it. Oh, it's Warner Brothers did the movie because Warner Brothers had made when they did the movie more uh, Maltese Falcons mm-hmm. from those that original. Okay, you had the lead one. Mm-hmm. Then for the lead one, they made the plaster one because when he dropped this one on the foot, they're like, "Hey, maybe we should, have, maybe it shouldn't be so heavy. We'll make the plaster the, the plaster one." Then Warner Brothers said, "Okay, we're going to make a bunch from that. We'll make a mold from the plaster one, and we'll make a bunch as kind of like publicity stuff, you know, to put the movie out." Does that make sense? Okay. It was so they had a plaster cast from that. I can't tell if this is that. a riveting caper. Or that's the fun of this. That's what I'm saying. Ridiculously it's, boring. It's both because that's what <laughs> noir is. No, I don't think so. I think like uh, you're talking about like this Russian doll type of. Well, and then they made a mold. Well, that's what think the... about it. Think about it. There's the lead one. Then they make a plaster one from What's the lead one. What's the point one. of the story, though? You're literally what? Do you, what is the point of this article? I, I don't it. understand. I was trying to build it. Right, but we have to be invested. <laughs> That's what I'm getting. I'm trying to break it down very easily. All right, but we have to be invested I want to, you know, to... to follow you down this rabbit hole of nonsense. <laughs> I want you to we close have your to eyes. Be, you have to tease us with something instead of remember that movie. Okay, I'm we're going to talk that. for five minutes, ten minutes about. Just you tell know, us what we'd the be home meaty in bed right now if you just let me finish. No, up here. wrong. Tell us what the meaty portion. Maybe I should, of it, re- maybe I should re- rephrase we'll... that. You and I could be in our respective respective homes Listen, sleeping by now. We're going to be sleeping in here because okay. the man cave. All right. All I'm saying is you got to give us some some little a little tidbit to tease us, and then we'll follow you down. I don't really have some one people. Of they've turned off this episode and gone back to the episode where I was more featured because I'm a star. Let me break it down. again. They've actually gone back to the beginning of the episode just to listen to me continue to talk. Can I can I try, please? Sure. Maybe the story is actually moving along. Maybe this is actually genius. A slow build, letting just a little information out at a time. Constructing a story in a way that causes the listener to hunger for more. To be on the edge of their seat. You have the lead one. (laughs) (laughs) No, you gotta sell us on it. What is the point? I'm trying to break down what we got here. You got the lead one. Now that one's gonna be the most valuable. That's the $4 million one. So what happened? 
and then tell us the backstory. That was, I don't, I got to work on it because it. it (laughs) (laughs) This wouldn't happen if you didn't load yourself with sugar. All right. Loaded. I was sent here by Babette. They have to make another one because the lead's too heavy. So that next one is a copy of the original. <laughs> then Warner Brothers says, hey, let's make stuff to... to um, right, 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 right. What is the word for it? For publicity purposes, let's yeah, make yeah. like 12 Promo. of them. But those are being made from the copy. And this is all back in the 30s, 40s? Or uh, I think it was in 41, yeah. Okay. So now they have those. Now, that's the one... That, so you got these 12 that are bouncing around all over, whoever knows where they go. They got a hold of one of those... And a guy made a plas- a cast from one of those 12, made one. And that's the one that had been sitting in John's Grill until 2006. That's so some, the one that was some stolen. Some silly goose stole it, and it's worth really nothing. Yeah, it really isn't worth anything. Okay. Because, in fact, they're all over the city. Okay. To try to get back to the point, it seems that the question, besides will it ever end is whether or not this lead or plaster or whatever type of bird is all that rare. Short answer, no. Long answer, well, you'll see. They have them at Dashiell Hammett's office in the Flood Building, which is looks like a noir thing. It's got, you know, the glass square, obscured glass door mm-hmm. in there on the marble floor. As soon as you open it, it's like, that, it's like the, one of those cards that you open it and it's, it, something plays. As soon as you open that, you hear a saxophone. <laughs> That's exactly what happens. You hear Gene Hackman playing the saxophone and then tearing his floor apart. What? That's a reference to another San Francisco movie. Oh. The Conversation. Whatever. Um, so then there's one at his Dashiell Hammett's old apartment, which was purchased by another writer who has remodeled it to look like it was uh, when Dashiell Hammett lived there, and that's uh, on 891 Post Street. Is that just a... It, that's literally just kept open as a... Uh, no, a guy lives there. Oh, okay. He's a, he's a, I'm trying to remember the guy's name. It was like... Uh, Dorky McDorkerson. No. Originally from Dorkville. Um, Loser is his name. Robert Anderson. Or Robert... I can't remember the mailer, but Robert it's not... Robert Paulson. Robert Mailer Anderson. He's the one who's got that going. So there's one there. There's uh, one... Uh, but after all the exposition, for lack of a better word, there is something that is pretty cool with this story... One I might even remember, or at least have a faint recollection about, and then tell SK to tell the story to someone at a dinner party, and then correct him about the details. Yeah, that's all there is. There's another one in the lobby of the Flood Building. Okay. There's another one at the the uh, uh, Tosca Cafe in North Beach. Oh, I know that one. Yeah. Oh, have you seen it? Yeah, I've been in Tosca a couple have, of times. Have you seen the Falcon? My, so Lizzie's... Lizzie is friends with the uh, part owner. Oh, really? So we've gone up there and hung out. Oh, I like yeah. talking to him because they say that he found it. They were remodeling the place, and he found it stuck up there. Mm. And so then they've kept it and you know made sure they keep that. Um, but what was interesting is... Tosca has a lot of weird history to it, too. Well, maybe we should learn about that. <laughs> nope. There's also the Hotel Union Square has one. 
Mm. So they're all over the place. There's even yeah, one. The there's even one at the Metreon. The original is in the hands of that oral surgeon down in in Los Angeles who has the Milan, the lead one. Who's? When did you ever mention that? Well, you said yeah, you wanted me to work up to the. To oh the final my thing. God! You just. That's the most okay. poorly constructed <laughs> it really is. rabbit race I've ever been a part of. You know what? This is so deja vu. This is like, even saying every, this is deja every vu. Every week. This is like every week. Okay. This so is here's, a, This is an Arizona-fueled nightmare. Here's how we're going to... Here's how we'll end it then. This is how we'll end it tonight. With a gun. God, it's so sticky. <laughs> At this point, the two are so frustrated that they decide to part company. SK stays in the bomb shelter and Pete goes to Italy. They decide to finish the show over the phone so that SK can try out his new filter effect. Okay. Milan. So now what do you call Caesar? What do you call a group of rave a uh, group of crows? A murder. Alright. Do you know what you call a group of larks? No. What? A group of larks is known as an exaltation. Oh. Because they, well, they're singing in a very exalted Again, we're, I'm going back to no, your but, script. Okay, so here, no, what no, did no. you build this for? I'll tell you. Is I, this a bird-themed no, restaurant no, no. or uh, uh, episode? Okay, so we've got a murder and we've got an exaltation. Do you know what a group of falcons is called? No. A cast. Huh? Now, there's different things that can be a cast. There's the cast falcon itself that's cast from the blood one into the plaster ones and recasting but do you know where also wrong this is was <laughs> we need an intervention okay, if you no, know anybody just from get to the last part. FA let or OA just send him here <laughs> let me get to the last thing yes that is where the term because it's a group of falcons <clears throat> working together to produce hold on let me read it and then nougat statue Serves as a copy. Okay, so a cast. Make sure I'm getting it. Okay, okay. So here we are. We have a group of falcons mm-hmm. known as a cast. What are the group of falcons that we have? Where did they come from? It's almost like we don't no, even need to done. be here. <laughs> they. How are you, Throng? I love you. They came about by being cast. Right? And they are a facsimile of the original. You cast... Is it fac- just that I'm sick? Would you let me finish? <laughs> Man, you're ruining it. I don't know what... Ruining what? The cast... Because the I love about, you, okay. but I, I just... Okay, listen, you're I might artist. kill I myself. Want you to think, I want you to think <laughs> existentially. All right? We're talking sure. about the Maltese Falcon. Right. Fa- a group of Falcons are a cast. Uh-huh. And the casts... And, and the, the group of Falcons that we're talking about were cast... Right, right, right. ...from a mold. Sure. And a cast, something that was cast from a mold, is really a cop, something that mimics something, the 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 something else. Right. And it was like <laughs> you don't even oh, know. No, 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 no. I'm gonna, I'm and gonna do no, self emulsion. This, this is good. You're good. I'm gonna set myself on fire. So now that is the that is where the term for a group of actors that were mimicking something else, a group of actors is known as a what? Murder. Exactly. Do I need to say it? No, because everybody already knows, so it wouldn't serve anybody except for your OCD, which you got from eating sugar. God, I'm so sticky. Okay. Why don't we just close this thing up, shall we? Ah!
Yeah, sometimes it's best to just forget it and go wash the sticky off your hands. But did this answer any questions? Do we now have a better understanding of the Maltese Falcon, Film Noir, Cheese Whiz, an exaltation, cast, or murder? Maybe, and maybe not. But, murder is dangerous. Babette is my wife. She makes me do things. It's late. I'm tired. I want to go home. It's time to end the show. All right. Let's end the show. I left my heart. I'm sorry, Babette. That's right. You couldn't stop me. In San Francisco. All right. Well, thank you to the listening throng tonight. And remember what we said in the beginning. Help people out. Tell them, tell them about the show. Tell them how to get the show. Send a link. And send a link. And also keep in mind what's coming up with Pete's stuff. His, his album, he's going to be looking for some help as well. So yeah, we're going to keep you updated on that. Be really excited to share with you guys. As far as the podcast, give us five stars on iTunes and at skmorton.com. And thumbs us up. Thumbs up us. Perfect. <laughs> on Stitcher and like us on Patreon doing the following and the friending on Facebook we're SK Morton uh, the lousy walking tour as well keep that in mind but at uh, Twitter and Instagram we're SK Morton funny um, email is SK Morton podcast at gmail remember the Amazon button it was helping us for a while it's starting to it's starting to teach taper off a little let's let's pick it back up again if we can remember no extra cost to you pete you've got coming up friday march 24th at taste of the world yes uh, pleasant hill barn station pleasant hill barn station 5 p.m to 9 p.m all right and april 8th you've got the back at the cats in los gatos yes with vinyl replay. with vinyl replay 8 all right to 11 p.m yeah and by the way find me on facebook peter feliciano that's f and frank e-l-i-c-i-a-n-o all right you should all be ashamed of yourselves send Francisco Your golden sun Will shine For me Thank you. If you don't mind, I'd like to do it again. What we have here is Failure to communicate. The password is nipple. I'm sick, boys and girls. Uh huh. Nougat. Because I've got schmutz. That sounds French. Schmutz. I knew a guy named Schmutz. Mediocre folk songs from a yelling bald man. Nah, I'm not a nut guy. <laughs> I did touch my microphone with way too much mouth. Don't. Yes. No, cut out. Ten pesos. No, don't do it. And two quid. Ah. Thumbs up us. Perfect. And we're talking about your phlegm, and we're talking about nougat. That's not exactly period. God, I'm so sticky. (laughs) 